Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome back to part two of a discussion on ambition. I'm joined by Ugo Monnier and Trisha Goddard. I do relate, I do relate, and I couldn't agree more about classes. Um, I mean, I'm a council estate boy, working class family, single mother, five kids, but age 13, I ended up going to private school. Yes, yeah, I that was, that was a shock, a cultural shock how? for me. How did, you, how did that come about for you? So, I tried everything to get in schools like that, I just got yeah, doors in my face. 11, me, 11 plus. It's weird because, not weird, it was, um, I guess out of our situation, it was really tough for my mum who worked night and day to provide for us. Her being a single mother provided opportunities. So at Lord Wandsworth College, the school I went to, they had a foundation scholarship which appealed to single parents and they opened up, I don't know, so it was 10 places a year they would provide opportunities. I was one of those boys. So when Trish, when you're speaking about proving yourself, like I had to prove to the school that I was worthy of one of 10 positions. Um, culturally, it was a massive shock to me. I mean, I'm seeing people who are CEOs of HSBC and dad's got this company and that company. I met my first mate of a double-barreled name. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why has he got two names? Unbelievable. <laughs> I then went to his house at the weekend. He lived on an estate, but not an estate not what I'm used to. I was like, this is weird to me. He's like, so which part do you buy the weed at? No, no, it's not that type of estate. <laughs> Udo, you're making, you know, I'm laughing because when you say an estate, I grew up in Virginia Water. My parents had a tight house to my dad's job. And to make extra money, both my parents, my mum was West Indian, my stepdad white, they both did two jobs. And one of the jobs my dad did was mowing people's lawns. And when I got invited to Lady Such and Such's home, and I was like, frankly, frankly, I'll never forget once my friend Louise Rice, I was there and I hear a lawnmower, I look out, there's my dad. <laughs> but I've become like more proud of that shit as I've got older. So like if I'm when I'm in like really oh, yeah. posh situations, which I always am with this job, is quite can be quite well to do stand up. You know, you're in a suit and hanging out with royal yeah. family. I get a little bit of a thrill of bringing along, you know, like one of my roughest cousins or one yeah. of my aunts who's got a current haircut and a tat on her neck. <laughs> I sort of like quite get off on it. Okay, this is my auntie. Got a problem? Like, I quite, I quite like that. Now. It's amazing. I remember I, I, um, when I was sixteen, I couldn't afford to go to Twickenham to watch England play. I just had no money. Mum couldn't afford it, so I worked. I did anything. My first job was as a labourer. Honestly, I just cleared up just crap on a refuse site. I worked a pot wash twelve hours a day. It's amazing. And I got one job working as a at the silver service at Twickenham Stadium, corporate hospitality. So I got on a minibus at eight o'clock, went up, serving food. And I'll never forget this day. 
So I was serving in his box. And after the match, Johnny Wilkinson walked into our box. Wow. And I said, I know him. And everyone's like, oh, shut up. Like, we all know him. And I was like, no, I went to the same school as him. And I panicked. So I just shouted, Johnny! <laughs> and he looked over, and we're in the same boarding house, and he went, you right, you go? And the fact I've gone from working as a, doing silver service, and there's no shame in that job, to then playing on the Twickenham pitch. Like, I was all, I was where I always wanted to be. I was just there in a different capacity. But being so close, and of course, there was no real emotive drive whilst I'm there, just like sending out carrots and peas and spilling gravy and whatever else. But like you, Russell, I'm so proud of all the shit I used to do. And the only reason I did it is because I had to. And the difference in class and me Mm. and kids at school was I had to make Mm. it. I had to break the cycle of poverty in our our family. I've got a friend called Dan. And I asked him what he wanted to do. He said he wanted to be a fighter pilot. And I was like, what? And then he did make his advice for us. What do you want to do now? He's like, um, I want to be a professional golfer. And but I credit his ambition. But the reality was he was picking jobs that mm. if he'd made it, it'd be great. But he didn't need to make it because his family had made it. Yeah. Difference yeah. was my family had made it. So I had to. And that's where my drive, ambition yeah, and stuff yeah. that you're talking about, Trisha, comes yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same, yeah. Let me ask a trickier question and I will I will answer it first. You might You might not have the same answer. But how much anger is part of the fuel of your ambitions? I've got a moment in my diary when I was 19 where the penny dropped that the only reason I wasn't sipping a fucking shabbly on a lawn and holding a Leo Tolstoy Penguin Classic, the reason I was on a train to go and work in a shop waiting on rich people selling jewellery, I'd started um, seeing this girl who was a middle-class girl, so we were spending the night at at halls when I was spending it at hers and I was waking up I'm going to get in some books I'll see you at the lecture and I'm dragging myself like an old man onto the train like already broken at 19, 20 years old the penny dropped I wasn't at uni simply because of where I've been born and who I've mm. been born to I was like, and the injustice of that mixed with the fact I've got a brain in my head something snapped so I sort of read and studied angrily it wasn't like I went to uni and I was engaged in a flow zone on my way to... I got a, yeah, I got a first. I was the only person in my fucking year to get a first. But I got that first the same way Mike Tyson put his first lot of opponents on the mat. I was fucked off. <laughs> and I still, I've still got a bit of that now. It's, it's a bit of... You can see it in my stand-up. That's, I'm not putting on a persona. There's a bit of fuck you in how I do stand-up. I wonder how much anger, and I know it's an uncomfortable thing to admit, but I will admit it first. It's not unhealthy. It's not toxic. It's I've 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 used it. I've utilized it. I've de- I've taken the, the the weapon edge off it, and I've kept it as anger fuel, and I've repackaged it as as a, as a recyclable fuel. But it's still pretty tasty. <laughs> I have to a certain extent, and I think that anger has evolved, and I think it's a fine line between anger, passion, emotion, and everything else mm. in between. One of my first games on telly, and I knew all my family would be watching, got loads of family in Nigeria, they were watching, and I scored a try from 60 metres. It was wicked. I played away, yes, Leicester mate. Tigers, Welford Road. It was buzzing. Get to half-time, I watch a game back, and the commentator off the back of me scoring that try said, oh, he won't make it, he's too small. Mm. I remember that today. That was 20 years ago. So what was my drive at that point? It was like, I'm proving him wrong. I'm absolutely proving it wrong, but for me, using other people's words and that anger lit off that isn't enough for me. Mm. I think now, over the last few years, I've been fortunate enough to get some opportunities and I've seen my career flourish. People now say stuff like, oh, he's only got that because he's black. Oh, God. He's only got yeah, it because it's this and that. And do you know what? 
If it's part of the reason, then I'm actually proud of it. But by the way, you're overlooking so much of who I am, what my talent is. That's mm. your top line. So to answer your question, comments like that, A, you're protesting on behalf of me because you're actually highlighting there is an issue. And B, I'm going to give you no excuse. Every job I do, you'll have no excuse. As to, so when you see me or telly, radio, whatever it is, you'll look at me and you'll go, he's doing a good job. And so that in me actually helps me internalise my integrity and my work ethic to be the very best I can be. So it's a great emotion, but it's not the sole driver for me. I can't be angry. I can't be angry. Because you angry black women, my God, don't even get me started on angry you, black women. You yeah, I'm talking about I anger. I, I think anger gets a bad rep. I'm not talking about aggression. I mean, I'm anger not talking is, about. I'm not even talking anger about. Anger is a, a human emotion. It can be a good fuel. Mm. It can yeah, be used. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. In in my industry, if you, I'm talking internal as as a as a, well, as a internal, it still it all comes out. It comes out. I can't. If anything, I wish I had some internal anger. I've suppressed so much, and it, it's been to the detriment of my mental health. Because if you express it in, if it comes out in any way, so you're either a diva if you're a black woman in television, or there's the angry black woman that you've got to. I'm too much of a sheep. I mean, there are many jobs I could have got, many situations I know would have been better if I could use that internal anger. But I have stifled it in many ways. The thing that gets me externally angry is if, like, when I was the first black person on, on Australian television ever in 1988, I had to have security. I mean, over Fucking my... Hell. The thing that makes me angry wow. is, is <laughs> that hell. because of my job... I've had to have a panic room in my house in uh, Norfolk. I've had armed police scrambled. I've had my children threatened to the point where detectives have had to get involved and safety what? issues. My Sorry, daughter. Trisha, why? Why? Because of things you've said when you're broadcasting? No, or... no, just because I'm a black woman on television. They have no reason. No reason. I mean, when I, was in, when I was going through... Now, when I was going through breast cancer, my kid, I had to have security and my kids had to go through security because, you know, living where I was in Norfolk, I mean, I tell you, literally 45 seconds after I, I'd gone into hospital and been diagnosed with breast cancer, I get a phone call from the Daily Mirror saying, oh, we hear you're going to die, you've got cancer because somebody had rung straight away. So, I mean, one of the reasons I live in the state is because... Really, my the most traumatic experience of my life was that kind of in, in, intrusion when I was going through breast cancer. So, I mean, I've just come back from London. I flit over and back. My Any anger I've got to anything to do with my career is... I wish it was about things I'd actually said. It was actually quite refreshing to get a load of bullshit after I called out Piers Morgan. I thought, oh, well, actually, that's because I actually said something. It's not just because of these cells on the outside of my skin. So that was actually quite, oh, I can deal with this. <laughs> but when it's just about being black and that it affects my kids and my youngest non-binary kid i don't ever tag them or anything like that because they get more shit from being my kid than they do for being non-binary so i mean you know that that makes me angry but otherwise no it is that thing to always prove yourself and one of the reasons that i down my anger and i've had some awful things happen here well you know just when people 
treat you like shit and they go oh my god sorry I didn't realize you're Trisha oh I'm sorry you should have said I'm like oh. oh when you just see me as a black person I'm shit but when I'm Trisha off the telly it's like oh you know and that happens a lot uh, and uh, I just say if you treat all black people the way you did me before you realized I was a Trisha I don't want to be here anyway goodbye <laughs> flounce you know um <laughs> but uh yeah so I mean I tend to squish down my anger but I think Colour aside, I'd say that's quite a female thing. You know, you're not allowed to be female and show anger or overly be overly anything. And that would that would go the same for straight for straightforward for being overly ambitious. You can imagine that for, if I was describing a woman as overly ambitious, Ooh. it has a different tinge to describing that's, a man that's as an overly insult. ambitious. That's an insult yeah. if you call a woman overly anything. You're not meant to laugh too loud, dress too crazily, do this, do that. I mean, that's, as I say, one of the draws about living in the States is I can look go out looking like shit and no one's going to write about me flaunting my curves or my life pins or any crap like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do when I do it, but, then my, but I do have curves and live pins. That's the issue. Um, Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What about money? Uh, do you think men are more likely to prioritize the sort of financial aspect of ambition as well? Like a man, what do you do? Well, you wouldn't understand the job. Uh, I, I do futures, but... 1.2 million a year. Oh, fucking high five. Don't want to understand it, mate. Well, I couldn't, I could I imagine two women, is it sexist to me to be unable to, uh, two women to go, what do you do? It doesn't matter what I do. Let me show you what I earn. And then them high fiving. I can't imagine two mums doing that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess in my own experience, I haven't ever encountered or eavesdropped on a conversation of that level by, by females, but I hear it a lot with men, a lot. In fact, I was having a conversation just last night about someone investing into something that they didn't know a lot about. But, mate, have you heard the potential, mate? 18 months, it sounds <laughs> yeah, it like... Sounds, sounds like Bitcoin to me. Yeah, exactly. I recognise a Bitcoin conversation when I hear one. Right, it's like, <laughs> it, it's like overhearing, like, Derek Trotter all over again, this time next year. <laughs> 
But why are men, why are we so much more finite? Is it, is it like a toxic hangover from what our dads taught us? Or is it because we just want to display a posh wash to attract the ladies to the postcode? I mean, what's going on? It, there's a bit of peacocking, 100%. But the other thing is, it's, it's your status. I think, once again, if we look at history and generational history, I think status with a woman's been their children and showing off your children, and they become an extension of your own representation. So you send the kids out with nice-looking hair, with clean clothes and polished shoes, and that must be a good mother, must come from a good house. But for a man, that status was, has he got a nice car? Has he got a good job? Mm. Because for me, that would then exude the sentiment that you're reliable, you're ambitious, you're successful, he's got a lovely suit. Have you seen his tie? <laughs> I don't look at it. It's Pierre Cardin. Do you know what I mean? It was all those stupid things which are so superficial, which we get attracted to. So that's almost become our, our little... That's become our status, which is very mm. different to how it's always been for women. I don't know... I think I mean, it's I, changing, though. It is, yeah, 100%. It, it, you know, I just want to say, though, it, even more crushingly, Hugo, though, if you turn, turn up at the school gate as a dad with a daughter and you've done like a, sort of banging braid on your daughter's hair... You get more praise than the mum would get. So I don't yeah, know what that means. Yeah, you do, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're meant to be... Nice shoes. But... I've done a French plat. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Einstein's Oh, my the God. I just... <laughs> no, I think it's... Cha- I think it's... I agree with you because I've always been the money earner, you know. Both my parents were very equal in the work they did. They were both psych nurses and did, the, and did extra jobs and what have you. So my thing was earn, earn, earn and escape poverty. Escape poverty, mm. you know, not not go back to where you came from. But I've always earned them the most and I can quite safely say in the three marriages I've had, oh, it's another story, um, <laughs> they, were all, they were all Australians, all white and all racist. I'll let that sit with you. Uh, I lived in Australia. Did you, I, think, I feel like you got into Stockholm syndrome from your 1988 first job. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> were they all your security? No, no, they, were, no they, they really were. They really were. I mean, one, the father of my children still refers to them with the N word. I mean, <gasps> and they, yeah, 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 what yeah. The yeah. Fuck? That's Australia. It's Australia. His own children. His own children, and they fight him about it and everything. And he what? actually, he, he, he's admitted. Right. And I'll put I'll, his, I'll, wait. I'm just going to go and get Will Smith one sec. <laughs> <laughs> he's admitted. He's admitted, and I'll give him credit for this. The reason he always had a poster of a black woman growing up, a black woman on his bedroom wall and his whole ambition was to F-U-C-K, a black woman. And when he first saw me, that's all he wanted to do. And look at him, he's lucky because now he's got two end children. I mean, and that was, yeah, yeah. I Tr- mean, Trisha, I don't, I don't want to call into question your quality control, but how did you get past the first date? But here and he are. was like, can you do Lieutenant Nehru's voice for me? Yeah, that is <laughs> the first kiss. But let can me you tell do the Star you, Trek bird? Can you put the clothes on? <laughs> It's you're not you joke but you don't joke, Russell. You see me like laughing because you're relating by history. No, but here's the thing: Australian men my age were brought up. Remember, when I was 21, they revoked the white Australia policy, and my nan, my stepdad's mum. I couldn't go and see my family in Australia up to the age of 21. My first job I was offered at British Airways, they said, you've got a problem. You can't do flights to South Africa or Australia. So Australia, white Australia policies in my lifetime. So these guys of my age grew up with a white Australia policy. But what I was going to say is I've always been the earner. So I had these men who were inherently racist and the black woman was 
I owned the house. I bought them the cars. I bought, paid the holidays. They became not 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 the father of my kids, but the one I was married to for the longest time. In the end, I said, "You know what? We're going to travel business class from now on." Oh my God, the outrage! Whoa! You know, more they became more entitled because, and this is where where I agree with you, Hugo. Even though my ex ran a charity, mental health charity, somewhat ironic, um, it was expected that he, as the man, should earn more than me. So this massive house we had in Norfolk, his big car, my car, we had cards all linked to my account, and he would throw down the card. If it was cash, I'd have to slip him cash under the table so it looked like he was paying oh because God. of them. And, and that is ultimately, thank you, God, for that, why the marriage failed. I'm with my first non-Australian partner who actually earns more than me. And it's like, why the hell didn't I do this before? Because, I'm sorry to say, men are more comfortable being the major provider. And I say to my partner now, let's go hard. So go, no. And because he's my age group now, I don't push it. But he only feels comfortable, me having his credit cards, me doing everything like that. And I, I said to my I said to my kids, when I told them, I was expecting a lecture because I brought them up, never rely, like my mum did, never rely on a man for money, never been in a relationship for money. And I told them, I said, look, you know, this is his card and everything. I'm, I'm, you know, I, know, I know it. And they were like, Thank God, Mother, you brought us out to be the major earner. Do you know what that does for the dating scene? No man will date us because <laughs> we we earn more. Thank God you've come round. <laughs> but if, did you? You've got daughters, right? You got, like, yeah. I've got, and I've got a daughter. Don't you find it depressing that even now in 2022, an 18 year old lad will go on a date with an 18 year old girl, and it's not really much moved on, as far as I can tell from Instagram and the way these teenagers speak about dating. Your your straight lad and your straight girl. Your straight lad still wants to be the breadwinner. Is, I know. Ever, is there something intrinsic to the species? Why is why is feminism? Why is it? Why is this not getting calibrated? We are out of time, so this will have to be the last question. But I just wondered, as a my daughter's six, how old's your five and two? Right, but you still start a five year old yeah. starting to walk like a little girl, talk like, and it's coming into your head. You know, what world is she going into when she turns into a teenager in seven eight years? I absolutely want to fundamentally break down some of the things which you're talking about, um, Tricia, and I, I couldn't agree more. Um, if you go on a date, as a man, you are expected to pay for the bill, and I've always done that. I've always done that because that isn't being um, male-dominant. That's been chivalrous. When everyone's fighting for equality and a sense of equilibrium, if there are those grey lines, what we do is we take those things and we put them under a different banner. No, 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 that's not equality. That's him being a gentleman. I'm like, mm. I reckon I could still be a gent on a date and we could still split the bill when everyone feels OK. But we haven't been trained to think like that at all. With my daughter, there's an app called Go Henry. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's amazing. Get it. So it's a little app. My daughter will get herself a debit card, which she can design into rainbows, unicorns, all the rest of it. And it's to teach them about money. So when we go to the shop just to buy a pint of milk and I've come back with a load of Barbies, uh, a trampoline and everything I else. Feel your 70, pain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 300 pounds oh, well. later. Plastic and she, tat. I'm drowning in it. <laughs> yeah, and she <laughs> doesn't get it. So on the app, 
and she can earn money. So if I like tidy your bedroom, do your homework, do this, oh, I can put fuck 50p. Me, I'm downloading it. I'm downloading this before we finish <laughs> oh, we recording. Did, we didn't have the app, but we had a chart. My kids had to, never got pocket money. They had to do jobs. Yeah, that's. that's it's, it's, bring it, up a girl. You probably did performance related review every six months, Trisha. <laughs> we did. In, in, I in did. a boardroom. I fired one of them. Fired one fired. of the kids when. Yeah. You're going to go three, live, you're gonna have to go live in Australia. You're fired. You have to sit down three times. <laughs> And 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 be told, and then got fired and was like, oh, I don't care, I don't have to do the job. So her sister then, before she was non-binary, took up the job and got twice the money. And then she came crawling back saying, I want my job back. So well, you have to be interviewed for it then. Yeah. So one of them still in Tasmania. One of them still yeah. in Tasmania to this day. <laughs> she sent her in to see Alan Sugar. <laughs> oh, uh, guys, we are, we are, that is our time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, I, it, that did not go to the places I expected it would go, but it was far, far more fucking fascinating. So thank you so much uh, for giving up your time. It was an ambitious request to get the pair of you together, but it was an ambition I achieved. And I'm now filled with a sense of emptiness, like I've just kicked a winning goal at the Rugby World Cup. So thank you very much, uh, Hugo Monia and Trisha Goddard, for joining me on Man Baggage. If you've come here as fans of either of these two, highly likely, please hang around, hit subscribe, and try and leave a five-star review. After all, that's my ambition. Right, I'm off to marry a racist. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 